This is the Artisan CEO Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. On this episode, we'll be talking about how to get booked for travel shoots. We'll be covering marketing to other geographical locations and how to jumpstart your roster of travel clients. I'll be answering the question, how do I get clients to commit to flying me out on top of my session fee? Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. The first time I ever traveled for a client, I was actually a second shooter for another photographer's wedding. We flew to Aruba, beautiful by the way, did not know that water actually came in that color outside of photoshopped resort pictures. And I was so spoiled to be there. I remember thinking, how can I do more of this? This was my first year uh, of booking my own weddings. And like I said, I was a, a second shooter for this one. And I was like, oh my gosh, if this is what real photographers do, I wanna do more of this. I love this, getting to go to new locations and fill up my passport, I could get used to this. I booked my first destination client of my own a few months later. It was someone I had known in college and she was getting married in England. And I was like, yes, this is it. I'm gonna be flying to far-flung exotic locations all the time now. I can officially put it in my bio that I am a destination wedding photographer. I've got it made. Uh, And it took me about a year to figure out that booking one destination wedding of my own was not enough to cause all the rest of the dominoes to fall. It, It wasn't up to my audience to see for themselves that I was a destination photographer. I needed to intentionally push my business in a direction that supported more destination work. As a brand photographer, my approach to booking travel came much more organically. It came from two places. One, because I had built up brand equity as a wedding photographer, so there was an established level of expertise and authority there that translated from being a wedding photographer into being a brand photographer. But then it also came down to my target market, the clientele that I serve. My my target clients are creative small business owners who are in the top 1% of their industries. These are high six and seven figure business owners, typically several streams of revenue. So they're doing like both the service and then they also usually teach the service. I love shooting for educators. And the reality is is that those clients are scattered across the country. So I didn't necessarily set out to book a bunch of travel shoots as a brand photographer, but my target market dictated it and as a result, about 70% of our shoots do require a flight and an overnight stay. So traveling for photography work comes down to two main things. First of all, expertise, okay? Like we talked about in season one, episode nine, you have got to be so good they can't ignore you. That Steve Martin quote that I love. Someone asked him, how do you become a world famous comedian? And he said, be so good they can't ignore you. It's just like mic drop, boom. So you can't substitute heavy marketing for a quality product. This means that you need to lean into your craft and get really, really good. Episode nine from season one, like I said, details where to look to up-level your skills at different stages in your business. I'm gonna say this, it's not meant to be harsh, but I wanna shoot straight with you. Clients are not gonna pay extra to fly average photographers out when they could find someone local who can do the same thing for the same price or less. When you do a killer job, your clients will market for you. And the second thing that traveling for photography work comes down to is marketing. You want your clients to be doing this for you, but 
maybe you haven't built the momentum there yet. So it comes down to you intentionally marketing outside of your area. You could be the best of the best photographer. So maybe you've mastered qualification number one, the expertise side of things. But if people outside your hometown have never heard from you, never heard about you, they're not going to know to hire you. So you have to get the word out. You have to expand your reach beyond your immediate geographic area. And sometimes all it takes to get started is just that first client. But you're the one who's in charge of getting your work in front of new audiences. We talked about a diversified marketing approach in season one, episode 12. But for today's conversation, I'm going to be focusing specifically on marketing for travel-based work. You have to show your clients that you're willing to go where they are. They may think that they're expected to come to you or that travel isn't even an option. And the concept of them traveling to you for a shoot, even if somebody outside of your geographic area has heard of you, if they think they have to come to you, somehow that feels less doable. So it's up to you to show them that the opposite is possible. And if you want to travel more, that it's a welcomed opportunity. Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brand session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, then you're definitely going to want to join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll-Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, purposeful matters more than pretty, but who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist, but you have to have both pieces of that equation and learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist that changes everything. So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. It's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's gonna leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. So you wanna travel more for your photography work and you're working on becoming so good they can't ignore you. So here's how to handle the marketing piece of that. You've got two options for getting started. Option one, plan your first trip yourself, then advertise that you'll be there and book shoots within your travel window. This means that you're not waiting on a client to tell you they want to book a flight. You book the flight first, then tell people, hey, everyone, I'm going to be in X place and I would love to book something. Um, This is what I did for my first Paris shoot. We were already going to be in England for the wedding that I had mentioned, and I had always wanted to go to Paris. This was 2013. I'd never been to France. I studied French in high school and college and um, had never been to the country. So Matt and I had talked about, you know, taking the Eurostar over. Actually, I think we flew over. It was a really easy flight. Anyway, we did like three nights in Paris and I really wanted to book something while I was there. So I put it out on social media that I was going to be in Paris from this date to this date, ended up booking a couple's portrait session. Um, So 
I used that session. I blogged about it. I talked about it on social media. I also paired that with a bunch of personal work that I shot while I was in Paris and began talking about France a lot. More on that in a minute. Do not run a giveaway. I'm going to say that again. Please do not run a giveaway, guys. I've seen this done over and over again for weddings. Like, hey, I'm giving away a destination wedding. All you have to do is pay for my travel to get there. And while that can expose, like maybe you run it as a giveaway on Instagram and people have to like tag a friend and share it on their stories or whatever, which, yes, can that expose you to new followers? If people are required to follow you in order to enter, yeah, sure. Um, however, the cost of that is that running a public giveaway can give off an air of desperation. It says, nobody's hired me to travel yet for my work, so please, oh please, won't you let me photograph you for free? All you have to do is pay for my flights and accommodation. And it can have an unintentional backfiring effect of making your local full paying clients resentful of the fact that they've paid hundreds or thousands of dollars for the same service that somebody else is going to get for free. So I'm not saying that you can't give away a shoot for free. I'm just saying don't advertise that you're doing it. Use language instead like I'm going to be in Paris from this date to this date. I have openings for X number of spots. If if you're going to be in Paris at the same time and you're interested in shooting, send me an email. I would love to chat with you. So option one, plan your travel first, then advertise that you'll be there and book something after you've already committed to a flight. Option two, you can seek out a client in a location where you want to travel or where you're already planning on traveling, and then ask them if they're interested in shooting. So maybe you really, really want to go to San Francisco, and there's this super cool artist that you've been dying to shoot for. Reach out to the artist and say, hey, I am planning a trip to San Francisco, and I noticed that you're there. Would you be interested in shooting? There's more nuance to it than that. In our uh, in my course, Brand Photography Academy, we talk about reaching out to beta clients. This would kind of fall into that territory. Um, we talked actually about beta clients in season in one episode six, how to get your first client. Um, and so what you want to do is approach somebody with a very, very specific offer. Go listen to season one, episode six for like the full details on how to do this. But TLDR version is approach somebody with a very specific offer. You want to be very clear about what is included and what they can expect from the experience. Don't just reach out to that artisan in San Francisco and be like, oh my gosh, I love your stuff. Want to shoot sometime. It's not, it's not clear. People who are confused don't make choices. So if they don't know what it is that you're offering, they'll probably just be like, uh, this feels weird. No thanks. If they don't take you up on it, don't get disheartened. Sometimes it's not about you. Sometimes they're super busy. Again, go listen to season one, episode six for more details on exactly how to do that. Just a heads up, this strategy of reaching out to someone, option two, seeking a client in a location where you want to travel uh, and asking if they're interested in shooting is less successful in uh, more desirable locations because vendors in desirable locations, we're talking about like New York City, Paris, London, those vendors are used to getting that same request from visiting vendors who are after the same thing that you are. So you have to make sure that you have something of value that would benefit them, some kind of transformation that you can offer them. Um, not that it comes across like you're asking them to do you a favor by modeling for your portfolio. There has got to be something in it for them. Regardless of which option you land on, planning your travel first or reaching out to a vendor first, 
The next step will then be to talk about that work as it's happening. You want to blog about it. You want to post about it on social media. Find reasons to keep bringing it up. Maybe you um, document your preparation process. Hey, I'm traveling. I'm packing my bag because I'm going to Dubai this week. Here's what's coming with me. Um, Then when you get there and you do some location scouting, take people along on that journey with you. You want to give people sneak peeks of the shoot after you've done it. And then once the session's been delivered, do a blog post. Maybe you do another blog post after that that pulls tips uh, like, hey, I went to Dubai. Here are the five places that you've, uh, that you've got to visit. And in that blog post, like, I went to Dubai for so-and-so shoot. You link to that blog post. And like, here are five things that I did in my time on either side of that shoot. Something like that. Um, any lessons that you learned about photographing in a certain location. Favorite things that you did while you were there. Favorite foods that you ate. Some reason to continue to bring up the fact that you traveled for your work. Don't be obnoxious about it, you know, but just talk about it like a normal person. You don't have to be weird about it. And then step number three is going to be to market the fact that you travel or that you want to travel more for your work on an ongoing basis. Let this be a piece of your messaging moving forward. When you're talking on social media and you're referencing past shoots that you've done, tag the location when you're posting work from that spot. You want to make sure that your travel work is highlighted in your portfolio on your website. Write blog posts aimed at your future clients and maybe terms that they're searching on Google. Because by doing this, you're creating ways for new clients to stumble upon you when they are in the midst of looking for a solution. Search-based traffic, people who find you on Google or YouTube, even Pinterest, these are people who are actively looking for a solution to the problem. So when you can position yourself as the one who has that solution, it creates a feeling of liking and they're more more likely to be interested in what you offer because you gave them the answer they were looking for. So for example, let's say you really want to shoot in Charleston. Well, write a blog post about the top five locations in Charleston for brand photos, something like that. Or you're dying to work in Napa. What about a roundup of the best Napa natural light studios? These are going to be things that are more long-term marketing efforts. You're most likely not going to get an inquiry like the day after your Charleston blog post for a shoot in low country, but six weeks from now, definitely more likely. My second destination wedding ever was shot in Puerto Rico, a little island off of Puerto Rico called Vieques. Beautiful, by the way, if you're ever looking for somewhere relatively close by, but that has a tropical feeling. Um, And that wedding was booked as a direct result of a blog post that I wrote titled Destination Weddings, Why You Should Bring a Photographer with you. And I know I just told you that this stuff doesn't normally work like the day that you post it. This is an exception to that. So a vendor friend of mine, Wendy, she shared the post when it went live with her friend Tracy. And Tracy was planning a wedding in the Caribbean in Vieques. And Tracy commented directly on the blog. I think it was the day it went live. It may have been the day after. Um, She commented on the blog. I just went back and checked that comment's still there. She said she was interested in chatting with me about shooting her wedding. She read the blog post. Her friend Wendy had shared it with her. She she wanted to talk about me shooting her wedding. And then 11 months later, we were in Vieques for her and Jeff's wedding. And all of it was because I hit publish on a blog post aimed at future clients. If I were attempting the same thing with brand photography today, trying to market for future clients for travel shoots, I might write a post to the effect of like why hiring a brand specialist is way more powerful than asking your local family photographer to take some updated headshots for you. Obviously, the the title wouldn't be quite that long. So my client, Wendy, she's a chair stylist. She's based in Round Rock, Texas. I've been out there three times in the last 14 months for her sessions. And it was interesting, during our last shoot together, she mentioned 
how it didn't even occur to her that a photographer would travel to her until I mentioned that I usually fly to where my clients are based. She and I are in the same mastermind and we were at our May get together in 2021 and she was asking, what do you do? And um, like, oh, do you ever travel for your clients? And I was like, yeah, I travel all the time. And she told me when I was out there this past time in September, she was like, it literally never occurred to me that I could bring somebody to me. I thought I would need to hire somebody local. And then when I brought the idea up of hiring a specialist, bringing somebody in for the outside, she was like, oh, well, yeah, of course I want to do that. And that's that's the thing. Sometimes that's all it takes is introducing the idea. Like for my bride, Tracy, who was getting ready to get married in uh, Puerto Rico, her wedding planner was only suggesting local photographers. Um, and so Tracy thought that she was limited to the options that her wedding planner had presented. But then when Wendy sent over my blog post, it opened up this new possibility. And that was all that it took. Same thing with Wendy. So traveling for brand shoots happens when a client resonates with your work, going back to being an expert, so good they can't ignore you. So when they resonate with your work and they are not in your area, pretty self-explanatory, right? So while you're working on becoming an expert, working on becoming so good they can't ignore you, how can you get your work in front of more than just your local community? This is the marketing aspect of it. When we talk about diversifying your marketing back in season one, episode 12 that I mentioned earlier, it's not a quick fix. But embracing well-rounded marketing instead of focusing all your efforts on social media, that increases the number of places that potential clients are going to find you. If you're only ever working on going viral on Instagram, you are missing out on clients who could find you via Google searches or a YouTube channel or even a podcast interview. You want to spread out where people are hearing from you and then you will find that you reach new pools of clientele that were previously completely blind to you, who want what you have to offer but they don't even know you exist because they can't see you. Speaking of long games, if you're a brand photographer who's looking to travel more for your work, here's a pro tip. Find a handful of your dream clients in wherever it is you want to travel to and start interacting with them now approach with an air of benevolence that's just simply with the other person's best interest in mind you're not approaching because you're hoping they'll book you next week you are just trying to get them familiar and comfortable with seeing your name pop up again and again so that if you were to email them with a question they'd be like oh I know exactly who Abby is I've seen her name on Instagram or Facebook a billion times so maybe you're a North Carolina based brand photographer who dreams of shooting potters and ceramicists around the country so then your job becomes finding three to five potters and ceramicists in other states and start interacting with them now. Like I said, get used to them seeing your name popping up in their comments and their DMs. You want to respond to their newsletters. Make sure you're subscribed to their newsletter. So respond to their newsletters and tell them what part of that edition you liked best. Share their work on your social media. Expose them to your followers. Put them in front of your people. If you find a helpful or entertaining piece of content that you think they would enjoy, send it to them to show them that you were thinking of them. I do this all the time with my brand clients. Like, Natalie Frank, I'm shooting for her next week. I came across a couple of BBC articles yesterday or last week about small business and projections for the future about where self-employment is going. Natalie specialized. She's a mama bear for small business owners. So I sent her those articles like, hey, I don't know if these would be helpful for you, but 
you came to mind when I read them. Small stuff like that. It doesn't, you don't have to be weird. Like don't send them a gift in the mail if that you don't feel like they would be receptive to that. But small little ways that you can put them in front of your people, encourage them, send them resources that might be helpful. Those are all free things to do and they will go a really long way. These interactions, they create liking, okay? The concept of liking, like I like you. And that's one of the six principles of influence detailed by Robert Cialdini in his iconic book, Persuasion. And we all know that customers buy from those they know, like, and trust. And fortunately, that liking aspect is a lot easier to build than you might think. All you have to do is go on social media. Here's your homework. I want you to answer this question. Why is it going to be good for your clients that you can travel to them? Why is that good news? What can you offer that a local photographer can't? Why is it worth for your clients to pay for the expense of travel to have you come to them? You have got to be able to answer that question before you start marketing because there has to be something in it for the client that makes it worth the extra expense. Contrary to what I believed when I first started focusing on booking more travel work back as a wedding photographer, this is not about us just wanting to fill a passport and see new places. You've got to have something of value to offer. We work in the service industry, and that service is about you serving your clients, not them serving you. And so once you can confidently answer the question of why it's good for the client for you to travel to them, that marketing aspect is going to flow a lot more organically. And you'll find that the names currently sitting on your list of dream clients, that those slowly start moving over over onto your calendar of booked shoots. I love nothing more than hearing from our podcast listeners. So please, please come hit me up on Instagram at Abby Grace Photo. Come say hi and tell me your dream location for a brand shoot. I'll go first. Mine is the Maldives. More specifically, the Four Seasons in the Maldives because those gorgeous huts on crystalline waters have completely captured my imagination. I have no idea what kind of shoot would bring me out there for that, but here I am. I'm putting it out there. Maybe I'll put it on my list of dream goals next year. All right, well, coming up in the next episode, we're going to be talking about how to send and receive fewer emails. And no, I'm not just going to be telling you to hire a virtual assistant. This is something we've been doing for years, way before we hired an assistant. I'm going to be sharing how we changed our business model, not to better organize the inbox, but so that we are actually sending and receiving fewer messages with clients than ever before and how that serves your clients better than ever before. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?